Good morning, all. Um, I was on just a little few minutes ago, and I had to uh, actually start over again. There was some friction in the audio, and so I had to uh, start all over again. Hope everyone's well. Today is five degrees Celsius, currently 41 degrees, and Washington, D.C., 20% chance of snowfall. Generally cloudy, a few flurries or snow. Showers possible today, high 41, with light winds and veritable conditions. Humidity 60%, UV index 1 of 10. And sunset started 7.14 a.m. this morning, and of course sunrise, sunset, and I should have said sunrise started at 7.14 this morning, I'm sorry. And sunset will be at 4.46. Of course, we know that the days are being shortened because of the winter months. Um, and tonight will be light, 40% northwest, nine miles, nine miles per hour, and clear skies, low 28. So it's going to be a chilly night. And northwest winds at 5 to 10. Um, today we're going to talk about something that is very pertinent and very out front lately in a lot of different, um, people are talking about it more. And in particular, this is an area where I've worked. So, um, I, I do have some information on this and we're going to be talking about wellness today some others would term it mental health but i'm going to say wellness because that's the that's the ultimate goal is wellness and recovery um when i was working in mental health one of the major things was stigma and it still is that, that hasn't changed stigma is always critical in wellness and mental health someone to call it you know and recovery and that's how we approach the the areas of mental health or wellness how your approach is in terms of how you deal with the people that you work with now one of the stigmas was one of the major stigmas was how they were termed they didn't want to be a client they didn't want to be a patient so in the language that was being written in a lot of the institutions, and I worked in Fairfax County, they had to come up with the right language to address those who were dealing in mental health. So we they came up with the language consumer. You didn't call them a consumer, but that's what they... But in the literature, 
when you were addressing, you know, the 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 overall, you know, application for change in different areas, you know, um, they were termed consumer. Nobody didn't want to see, uh, you know, they didn't want to hear uh, patient or client because these were triggers for a lot of the people. Um, so with them coming up with changing the language and how they were addressing individuals on their road to recovery and helping them stay well, uh, of course, there are things that, that need to be done constantly to address those areas. And what are some of the triggers for those people or those individuals who are dealing with mental health? Because you would have situations where you would visit a consumer and you may enter in, the, in their place where they live and they may not have pulled the blinds in their apartment for two or three weeks. So you go in there and it's dark. Or they may, so if it's dark, you probably know that they're not doing the things that they need to do to stay well. And these are triggers for these individuals when they lapse in recovery. And these things are also critical in maintaining their wellness. One of the things that has to be done in maintaining, and there's a plethora of things that need to be done. And it's not like following a script, but these are these are things that keep them well. Number one, if you encounter a situation like that where you enter their abode where they live and it's dark, pull the blinds, let the sun shine in. Number two, making sure that where they live that what they need is accessible to them. You know, if they have a shaving kit, make sure it's 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 available. But they don't they don't give razors. Okay, don't they don't give razors to people with you understand what I'm saying? We we don't do that. You don't give razors. So if they have an electric you know, shaver, you know, sometimes they're assist in doing that. Making sure that they keep up their hygiene, making sure they take a shower. These things are critical. Making sure that they eat. Finding out what they like to do. They like to play checkers. You know, you like to go to the mall. What is your favorite snack? Um, what's your favorite place to go? in terms of recreation, 
and you'll you'll begin to find these things out and these are things that what we call pulling from their wellness kit which we call w r it's called rap a p a p which is wellness recovery action plan and so you're pulling from your wellness kit that's the top priority is keeping them well they're on the road to recovery you're advocating which is action and the plan the P for plan is you're constantly doing things to make sure that they stay on that road to recovery. Taking a shower, pulling the blinds, eating a decent meal, finding out what their favorite things are to do. Maybe going to the mall, maybe going to the park, maybe playing checkers. You know, take them to the park, play checkers. Maybe, maybe they like to kick a soccer ball. Maybe they like to go to the movies. You find these things out because you're advocating for them. I used to do a, uh, what they call dual recovery meeting, which entailed advocating for the consumer because oftentimes you would find it was it was really sad in these dual recovery meetings you have and the reason for it being called dual recovery because it's two part you know you've had you have um domestic abuse you have people who are using drugs with a mental health problem and you know those two <laughs> Those two don't go together. So you had to you had to maneuver through all this. And then you couple that with being in an abusive relationship. So advocating for consumers with all these things going on. And, and you're going through the counseling process. You had a full plate because you had to make sure these individuals were staying well, make sure they were doing what they were supposed to be doing on their road to recovery and wellness. And consistently, no, not just doing going, you know, one week and, you know, and then sometimes, of course, you know, you would find people who would regress. And then you would have to find out, okay, what triggered this? What triggered the regression? And so, of course, you would have to write a report on what we triggered regression and how best the next time to try to prevent that from happening. So if you were dealing with someone, because listen to this. Now, this, this may sound really strange. You have people with mental health problems in relationships with other mental 
uh, with people who have the same challenge. And one of those individuals may be more aggressive than the other. So how do you how do you deal with that? How do you deal with two people with mental health challenges and one is more aggressive than the other? Somewhere there's abuse, going to be abuse, right? Right. So you have to find out how best to manage those particular areas where there's one individual who's abusing the other individual and they may be in the same living condition. So it means that at some point you may have to remove one of those individuals from that particular area to, so that the both individuals stay well. And when you look at, you know, abuse is, is never good. That's never a good mix. And then oftentimes you would have a person who may think they're in love with the person that's abusing them. And then they'll go back. And, you know, they've been told, stay away. Why are you going back to this individual? You know, he or, he or she hasn't been treating you right. They're trying to get well. You're trying to get well. So how, how are you going to manage that? You can't manage an abusive relationship while you're trying to deal with one to stay well. And you're doing all the things you need to do to stay well. So you don't want to regress. And so oftentimes, again, you have to pull those individuals, those consumers from that particular uh, area to maintain their wellness. And then, of course, you do follow up. How are you doing? You're doing the things you need to do. And then, of course, you know, you check. You don't just ask, but there are individuals who check or go by the homes. and Because oftentimes you, you will have situations where the way it's set up, you have two individuals living, or multiple people actually, living in a group home. Um, and they're monitored, you know, and some um, have to be removed, some can stay, or what have you. Um, I, I, I know a gentleman right now, who my name I won't mention, um, but he, he deals with depression. And right now I talk to him maybe three days a week. Sometimes, you know, sometimes four. And I and I see him like maybe it's, it's, it's no less than three days a week that I see him. Sometimes it'll be two. But I, I see him and and I, I know what his triggers are. He has an individual that he goes to a center with. And this guy triggers him all the time. Because he, he doesn't like this guy because this guy is braggadocio. He brags about his clothes. And, and supposedly this other individual has a, a mental health challenge himself, but he gets under the skin of this person he triggers. And so when I talk with him, I say, look, um, what is it that really bothers you about this guy? 
And how can you best not allow him to trigger you? Because something is going on where you're letting him in. And he said, yes, I, I, I gave him my phone number. I said, see, you should have never done that. And when you gave him your phone number, when he gave him his phone number, you know, he he had his way in. And so now it's become the type of situation where he can't stand to be around him. And so I, I suggested to him that, um, you know, you know, you need to speak with your worker and uh, your case manager and have you removed from that situation or maybe the both of you, maybe he can go to a different center. Maybe you can go to a different center. Because if that's the only way you're going to stay well, because normally this guy is pretty, uh, it's a pretty happy guy. He's a nice, very nice guy. A very nice guy. And, you know, he, he, other than that, he, you know, we'll talk about several different things. But uh, other than that, he's, he's a really great guy. He's, He's not aggressive. And I can see sometimes when I'm in his presence, his depression rising up. And I'll tell him quick. I say, look, calm down. I, 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 I'm sensing your energy. He said, oh, I'm okay. I'm okay. I said, oh, yeah, okay. I said, because, you know, just relax. And I'll tell him, I said, relax. He's going to be okay. He's going to it's going to be fine. And then, of course, I'll, I'll say, look, you don't don't you know don't allow this guy to get to you find another place in the center i said make keep yourself busy i said because one of the things that you're not doing is that when you go to the center you're going to the center and you're hanging out okay it's a place for you to do things you have computers there i said find yourself a task i said you're there for two and a half hours find yourself doing a task for an hour and a half. I said, because you have to participate in the cleanup before you leave, because you guys are eating, you you know, some people watching TV, some people playing board games, others are drawing, others are doing other things. I said, but you have the time where you can um, get on a computer and do a project. He said, yeah, I could do that. You know, and he said, yeah, I, you know, I think I'll do that. I think I'll do that, Seb. I think I'll, that sounds good. I thank you for giving me that. I said, yeah, because you don't want to be there. I said, with you being there already, and this guy's coming in your space, and he's annoying you. So when you go to the center, you just tell the head person at the center, look, uh, if you don't mind, can you keep him away from me? Keep him over there. And they'll do that. And he has to he has to listen because if he doesn't listen, they'll stop him from coming to the center, which is not good for him because all that has everything to do with you know him living and you know getting the things that he needs to stay on the road to his uh, his recovery. And so you know, he was telling me he said, "Seb, I don't think this guy has a mental problem. I think he's faking." I said, well, you know, that's not for us to judge. We don't know. I said, it could be because you have some people who do do that. I said, but if he is, they'll find out. 
And I said he's putting himself in a situation because all the assistance that he's he's received thus far, he may have to make restitution. <laughs> and so that wouldn't be good. But um, key things is for these individuals to maintain their wellness and their recovery. Um, and it's very important that they do the daily stuff to maintain that. Getting up, taking a shower, eating breakfast, pulling the blinds, going for a walk. All these things are critical. They're important. Interacting with other people who, who are uh, friendly, keeping them around a good source of people. And, you know, it's like you can probably imagine how challenging that is. Um, so, yeah, wellness is key. And that's like wellness for, even for us, for even individuals who deem themselves as normal or and not that the other people are not normal. You know, um, they just have challenges, you know, but for a lot of us who, who uh, deal with things, you know, what are your vices? You know, how do you handle yours? How do you stay well? What do you do to stay well? You know what I mean? Yeah, so there are areas that you we, we have to keeping our lives to stay well. Because, you know, if we're doing things that are not healthy, then we need to be checked, you know? Um, so those things are, are pertinent. Those things are, you know, critical, you know? Um, yeah, and they're, they're, um, There is research that has been done. Um, and I'll just read a little bit of it. Uh, Cultural Diversity and Ethnic Minority, Amy Y. Zhang Lani R. Snowden, Ethnic Characteristics of Mental Health Disorders in Five U.S. Communities study examined the ethnic ratio of 16 DSM, three mental disorders among white, blacks, Hispanics, and Asian Americans, a total of 18,126 residents from five sites in 2009-39, residents from epidemiological catchment areas of Los Angeles sites were studied separately. Logistics, regression, analysis was performed. Results show that Blacks are significantly less likely than whites to have major depressive episodes, major depression, dysemia, obsessive compulsive disorder, drug and alcohol abuse, or dependence, antisocial personality, and anorexic nervosa, but they were significantly more likely than whites to have phobia and Automatization. 
Lifetime prevalent rates of schizophrenia, obsessive, compulsive disorder, panic, and drug abuse or dependence were significantly lower among Hispanics and among whites. Asians also had significantly lower rates than whites of schizophrenia form, manic, the sole bipolar disorder, panic, somatization, drug and alcohol abuse, or dependence, or antisocial personality compared with the overall finding. Ethnic differences at the Los Angeles site were lessened between blacks and whites, and hence between Hispanics, whites, and basically unchanged between Asians and whites. Okay. Um, okay, the American psychologists, Lonnie R. Snowden and Frida K. Cheong. Okay, use of impatient mental health services by members of ethnic minority groups. Okay, and it reads here. It says national data or psychiatric hospitalization point to mark ethnic related differences. Blacks and Native Americans are considerably more likely than whites to be hospitalized. Blacks are more likely than whites to be admitted as schizophrenic and less likely to be diagnosed as having an infective disorder. Asian Americans slash Pacific Islanders are less likely than whites to be admitted, but remain for a lengthier stay at least in state and county mental hospitals. These differences are clear cut, but they ignore a major source of care, psychiatric hospitalization and placements other than psychiatric units and hospitals. Explanations for served minority, white differences in hospitalization can be evaluated only partially or not at all. Such explanations include ethnic related differences in socioeconomic standings and in the prevalence of major psychopathology differential stigma that's that there's that word or capacity to tolerate or support a dysfunctional significant other access and use of alternative services and bias in the behavioral or behavior of gatekeepers especially practitioners assigning diagnostic labels and making it involuntary commitment decisions. See what I was saying earlier? And how um, the stigma of the tolerance for you know, how people are labeled. It says in behavior of gatekeepers, especially practitioners assigning diagnostic labels. See what I'm saying? Diagnostic labels and marking and making involuntary commitment decisions. Okay, where it says more research is needed to help explain these striking differences in utilization. That's so it's so critical and important that so you knew I knew I was talking about where you know the stigma portion of piece of it um, and how you label people. Those those areas are triggers for people. So again, um, of course, there's some areas where. I totally don't agree with everything that they said, where they've talked about the schizophrenia piece amongst African-Americans versus other ethnic groups. Um, and my um, findings and having worked in um, the areas that I have, uh, and it may be, it may be because of demographics that there's, a, there's maybe a slight change from here or there, or maybe if you go to another region um, you're going to find the numbers are going to vary because of demographics and, you know, 
uh, the ethnic population. So, of course, that'll change, you know. Um, so it's not it's not at all an ethnic or race thing because it cuts across all lines and it affects everybody. But sometimes the numbers are, are slightly off or they could be majorly off, you know, depending on what the thrust is and what um, they're actually trying to convey. So um, it differs. So I, I just wanted to uh, come today and talk about this and because it's critical. And if you know someone who's being challenged, those things that were mentioned earlier, it's important to make certain that they uh, do the things necessary to maintain wellness. And if they're on a road to recovery, and if they, you see that they have a desire, they want to be fluent again and, and being able to do things on their own and becoming independent because there are people and individuals who have been able to achieve that with the proper um, help and with the you know the right um, influence of people and, and a good circle of network around them they're able to achieve that recovery uh, but of course they have to do the things every day to maintain and, and and um, keep themselves well. And so, um, if you like, again, if you know someone, make sure that they're doing that, and so that they can keep themselves well, and uh, they can remain on a road of recovery. You know, it's important. You know, you have friends, you have family, know how to talk with them. There's a certain way in how, in language, you use.